Him. Shim. Standing by. Complete. Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. And we are The Henshin Man, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we will be discussing Kamen Rider, episodes 9 and 10. The Terrifying Cobra Man, Kyofu Cobra Otoko. During a robbery, Cobra Man loses his special fangs, which enable his deadliest weapon. Since they would take months to replace, he goes after the guard dog that stole them. Nathan, they killed the dog. That's how you know they're evil. The SOBs <laughs> actually <laughs> killed the dog in this show. <laughs> yep. Like I said, that's how you know they're evil. Can we do a, a hashtag, uh, hashtag justice for dummy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's the next thing we need to talk about. Who names their dog dummy? That just sounds mean. <laughs> Why? Hashtag come justice come for dummy. Come here, dummy. Oh, here, dummy. Oh, get the stick, dummy. Ooh. Oh, man. So, dummy yeah. Is to my, uh, is related to one of my awards. Just preview, everybody. <laughs> um, Did that happen off screen, too? I don't remember actually seeing the dog die. They just said, the dog is dead. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you that. When did the dog die and how did he die? Because Cobra Man didn't kill him because he went looking for him. I so, don't know. I don't know. If you know listeners have missed something, please let us know. Send us feedback. Did <laughs> the dog swallow remember. the fangs and that's how he died? Maybe. <laughs> that's the only thing I could I, think of was that he may have swallowed the fangs and that's how he died. Which begs the question what was he gonna do to get the fangs back right (laughs) (laughs) i'm a doggy dissection i see in his future (laughs) well but i mean they were just sitting in the ground right there by the grave because we see that later on (laughs) yes (laughs) so uh so ironically but then ironically later on cobra man is defeated by a german shepherd (laughs) yes Yes. Because so, he tries to sneak in. He's a German Shepherd and he runs. I'm like, yeah. super villain you are. <laughs> it's really well no so the German Shepherd, that was that was Dummy. It was? Yeah. Yeah. So so Dummy was the was was the German Shepherd who was owned by the security guard and his son. And when Dummy heard the noise of them breaking into the the gold uh, reserves because that's that is shocker's evil plan this week is to break into the uh, gold reserves and uh, so dummy yeah dummy runs in there and and scares off cobra man and chases him off and then cobra man's fangs fall out and land on the ground next to dummy smash cut to i don't know how long ahead like it hasn't can't be that long but dummy's now dead and we don't know what happened and 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 Cobra Man's looking for his fangs. So that's what I'm trying to figure out is what happened. <laughs> I that just com that just confound that just compounds this mystery or whatever it's the whole issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's like it looked it looked like Dummy wins, but then he doesn't. He dies. That's why I think he swallowed the fangs. Because it's like, what happened? (laughs) 
<laughs> we don't see what happens. You seriously, you could have fixed this with one line. Just say he's they he swallowed the fangs. I, it's very very confusing, but um, yeah. So like I said, we got we got uh Shocker's new plan this week was to seal the gold reserves. Um, they when they're when they're showing when they're introducing Cobra Man for the first time, we finally get an answer to the question that you've been asking a lot lately, which is how how much are these like transformed people, and how much are these just animal like hybrids and how much are we supposed to accept the reality you know uh, uh, of these suits and stuff because the suits are so limited uh these are cyborgs like they are they have robotic implants uh we see a schematic of of uh, cobra man's body and how the different gases mix together from the fangs from his you know mouth or whatever to his heart down to his his snake hand and he can spit out a gas <laughs> that, that melts people and melt oh. melts anything yeah <laughs> or and then he can also stretch it and constrict it so he's both venomous and a constrictor yep uh mr fantastic cobra is what i yeah <laughs> the cobra and a bow and a boa constrictor a python yeah Yep. Uh, yeah, I I have a lot more to say about the Mr. Fantastic Cobra, but that's going to be uh, in our awards section. So uh, stay, stay tuned for that. Yes. But what's kind of funny is I actually remember having a toy that was actually reminded me a bit of Cobra Man when I was a wee lad. I don't know what it was from. No idea. But it was and it was only a couple of inches tall. It looked like a Toku villain. It really did. A Tokusatsu villain. But it was this snake character. It was kind of a neon green. And he had snake. He had a snake for a head. And then he had snake heads for his hands while wearing what looked like blue bionic armor. It was. It looked very comic booky, And I have no idea what it was. I wonder if that was. Knows, please let me know. Yeah, I was trying to think. I wonder if that's uh, maybe it couldn't have been G.I. Joe. Because I don't know of a character that maybe. has snake for hands for a G.I. Joe. Maybe something like Action Man or something like that. I know they had the like the maybe. Action Man line that had uh, and there was a snake guy in that show. I remember that. Oh, that makes sense. So maybe. Uh, but but yeah. to all of this, so Cobra Man can either uh, melt your face. Or he can constrict you, so he's got multiple murder methods here. Um, the the melting face scene, though, I want to talk about the melting face scene because, <laughs> like, yes, it is just foam, and like, it is it's a dated effect. We've talked about how a lot of the effects are dated. It's pretty good, <laughs> though. Yeah, it's actually better this time. It's edited better. I think that's yeah. what helps it. Yeah, it's edited better, and in the context of the show, having acid sprayed into your face and your face slowly dissolving away, uh, kind of scary. <laughs> it is. It also subtly makes me think of Raiders of the Lost Ark, which harkens back to our discussion in the previous episode about Nazis. <laughs> yep. Yep. No mention of Nazis in this episode, but they're always they're always looming over when it comes to Shocker. Yes, but we've already established that Shocker is has very close ties to the nazis yeah you know, shocker is essentially like the japanese arm of the nazis is essentially what they were yeah. <laughs> well and speaking of the melting with acid i i also have here in my notes that a uh, cobra man is suddenly doomed from roger rabbit <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the, the christopher the character when he's dang- when he's dangling the tunes over the vats of acid <laughs> yeah but he does it with a child so first he first they kill the dog and then they then he almost engages in child murder i mean that that, much more evil yes uh that was gonna be something else like they they actually nearly drop a child which is another uh common writer kenny we're gonna gonna call him common common writer kenny um common kenny common kenny uh they nearly drop him into a vat of acid and yeah that was uh that was crazy uh <laughs> and just like any good superhero supervillain plot the superhero has to surrender himself to save the child uh but before we get that we get 
a nice action scene in like an abandoned or like an abandoned building. Yes. That that whole action scene was pretty fun. <laughs> it was, but there's there was one thing that happened that I found a little bit questionable. <laughs> so Hongo transforms and he runs up there all and he's on the ground. All the goons are a couple floors up on this abandoned building yeah, or wrecked building or whatever building under construction, whatever. And so he shows off his powers and he jumps all the way up there. And the first thing he does after he jumps onto the floor with the shocker goons is to run away from the shocker goons. Yep. <laughs> then jump off the side of the building to get them to come with him. And I'm thinking, why? You could have knocked them off the side of the building and be done with them. But no, you have to lure them away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Uh, that's all weird. But then, then uh, Cobra Man's um, escape plan was also pretty weird too. Yes, <laughs> uh, he plays a, a a mad game of Twister and disappears into the ground. Yes, <laughs> tornado. I thought he was teleporting or something at first. I'm like, what? A tornado warp? I would what? <laughs> but no. Then the, I was like, oh wait, no, he's. It's like the driller from Thundercats. He can spin and then dig into the ground. Right. Because. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me think about growing up every time when I was a kid and we would go out into the yard or go hiking or whatever. And we'd come across a random hole in the ground. My parents for years always told me, oh, that's a snake hole. Well, apparently Cobra Man made plenty of those. <laughs> yep. Yep. Cobra Man made a snake hole. Uh, don't know why that sounds dirty. It shouldn't sound dirty, but it does. <laughs> well, add it to the list of things that aren't dirty, but sound dirty. Like the word moist. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what else to really say about this. I do. I do enjoy that Tachibana. I, I've mentioned Tachibana pretty much in every episode because I love my mentor characters. I love Tachibana. It's one of my favorite characters. I love this actor because he he's really great in Ultraman, in Common Rider, in the in the Godzilla movies that he's in. He's in, you know just he's great in everything, and I like that we finally get to see Tachibana in action like he's not just mm -hmm. you know there to give advice he's not just there to help a victim while common rider runs off he actually gets in on the action yeah he uh, he's he's much more proactive compared to a lot of similar characters who you know will tell the hero will help train the hero give the hero hero advice but then they you know they hang back while the hero goes and does stuff you know it's kind of like how there are actually some iterations of alfred pennyworth from the Batman mythos where it turns out he actually used to be in the British armed forces or the British secret service. So he actually has some combat training and stuff. So if you try to go after Alfred, it probably won't work out very well for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So he, yeah, he comes in after um, Takeshi is captured or gives himself up after uh, the, you know, to save the kid and Tachibana suddenly, uh, busts in and just takes out a bunch of the shocker goons all on his own. <laughs> yep. It was quite impressive. Yeah. But uh, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I've got a few other notes to rattle off before we uh, move on to the next episode. If you want. Yeah. Well, one, one thing real quick, but while we're talking about Tachibana, the reason why Tachibana was able to find Takeshi uh, is because of this, uh, this uh, cat's bell uh, that, that they, <laughs> make fun of they make fun of a, they're putting a bell on Takeshi because he always disappears so they give him a they give him a necklace that has a tracker in it <laughs> it just makes me laugh which is great it's, it's so funny it's so great it's a cat. yeah it's a cat bell. They give well, him a anyone bell. who's ever owned a cat knows all about this in fact our friend Michael your co-host he just adopted a kitten and yep. he told me he had to put a belt collar on her. So he always do where she was. because She's running around all over the place. Yep. And they will sneak away and sneak off into places. And it's like, yep. Uh, so what's some other notes you have for this, uh, for the episode? Uh, I find it 
funny that I find it funny the common writer finds uh, Cobra Man's fangs and throws it into the ocean because he just loves throwing things into the ocean. We didn't bring this up in the previous episode, but that's what he did to the Nazi treasure. He threw it into the ocean. So I'm just thinking, you have like you have like this underwater. There's like this pile of supervillain shocker junk in one spot in the ocean, right? Right. Now. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps throwing stuff. Common Rider is about saving people, but he's not necessarily against littering in the ocean. Especially when it's evil things. I mean, I'm sure the ocean appreciated that. Yeah. I find it hilarious also that we're talking about Dummy, that poor dog. And Common Rider takes flowers to the dog's grave, which is implied that's where he found the fangs right no actually i think they said no he found he found the fang there so somehow it was at the gravesite which just makes everything with the dog that much more confusing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then it's funny how kids love common rider now like kids are finding out who common rider is and they're loving him just like ultraman like you watch any ultraman show and eventually it gets to the point where the kids are like ultraman we love ultraman yeah <laughs> Common Rider is friend to all kids. I'm sorry, Gamera, but it's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we, we we hinted at it. The this is a very GI Joe sort of plot you know, where they're not just going after the Japanese gold reserves. No, they said they're going to break into every single one of them. They're going to steal the world's gold. Right. All the money. Yeah. yeah. Very very GI Joe. But then. And this, this is a question that always comes to mind, it, especially with a show with this sort of a formula. It's the same sort of thing people ask about Sentai and Power Rangers. And that is, why doesn't Shocker just send a team or an army of Kaijin to accomplish their plots? Yeah, instead of just sending like <laughs> one at a time and just a whole bunch of little goons. <laughs> you know, send a whole team. You know, well, like get all the villains that we've had. They have, you know, Cobra Man and Bee Woman and Batman and Spider-Man and just put them all together and just send them off someplace. So Kamen Rider has to fight six of them. We'll have the Kamen Rider Sinister Six. Why not? <laughs> Shocker Sinister Six. Nathan, Nathan, that, that happens in an upcoming episode. Oh, my gosh. Something <laughs> to look forward to. You're <laughs> <laughs> my question. We figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. the goons. Of the goons, they explode now. Yeah. So it seems like each uh, each time we have a new kaijin uh, general uh, to that's attacking, uh, the goons that follow them die in a very unique way. Some of them dissolve. Some of them turn into beaded necklaces and get pulled off the, <laughs> off screen uh and and these guys explode <laughs> <laughs> they never die the same way it's kind of funny actually yeah yeah well, well we did we did talk about in the last episode in our last episode that they the one thing i do like about this show is they try something unique you know and that they're always doing something different uh, and and experimenting with things, and I think that that's just a sign of it. Of like, yeah, we can try new things. You know, let's try the dissolving effect. Let's try the the uh, the beaded necklace effect. Oh, that didn't work. Let's just blow them up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and speaking of deaths, uh, Cobra Man dies at the end of this, as we usually expect. But then we get to the episode preview for the next one, and suddenly Cobra Man is saying, "I'm not quite dead yet." I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> and I'm, I, my mind was a little blown at that point. I'm just like, what? Oh, wait, we're only waiting one episode to resurrect one of the bad guys? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good segue into the next one. I guess we can just continue the conversation with everything into our next episode uh, that we're covering in this well next the next episode that we're we're talking about in this episode I I, I don't know how to explain that in a, in a in a concise and not confusing way it's almost like this episode was confusing <laughs> <laughs> a tiny bit <laughs> a tiny tiny bit the revived Cobra man. Yomigeru Cobra Otoko. Cobra Man is injected with blood from puppies and is brought back to life to continue Shocker's plan to steal national gold reserves. 
what the heck <laughs> is going on? Um, yeah, I just kind of want to introduce <laughs> this section with a uh, Cruella de Shocker, Cruella de Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, once again, proving that these guys are truly, truly evil. I mean, we we're starting, we're getting progressively closer to the point where Lord Zed is looking at Shocker saying, that's too evil even for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we laughed at the fact that, um, that Takeshi experimented on a puppy in a couple of episodes ago. Um, the plot of this one is an evil Shocker woman who I call Cruella de Shocker, uh, is, is taking cats and dogs to drain them of their blood and inject them into Cobra man to revive him from death. <laughs> Seems weird that we're using puppies to do this. You would think they would, I don't know, drain snake blood or something. Uh, yeah. Why? Why not? Well, but, but see snake blood, you'd have to go out and catch the snakes. Cause you're not going to pay people to come in. Oh, you know, okay. It wouldn't be uh, as evil. Means, it wouldn't be as evil, and and you know, it means either the goons are that incompetent or they're just lazy. I don't know which one. <laughs> yeah. Um. By the way, <laughs> who are the real monsters? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was. That's a very excellent question to ponder. I was gonna. My comment about the uh, about the girl. I have her name written down here someplace. I forget what it is. Uh, at one point, I called her Shocker Lady, and, right. but uh, my 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 fan theory, my head canon, so to speak, is that she's a member of the Fishnet Squad who got promoted. <laughs> she might have been, but if I remember right, she has the same name as the research, the biological research center that uh, is purchasing the cats and dogs. Ritsuko, I think is what it, I, I'm looking at another note I have. Ritsuko. So, yeah. yeah uh, so she, so I think she's a scientist that they just hired or, or like, or brought on to be part of, uh, of Shocker. Um, yeah. My question yeah. earlier was going to be, who's the real monster? The people who are draining cats and dogs of their blood or the people who are willingly giving up their pets to a biological research center. Who does this? Who does this? I mean, it's ridiculous enough <laughs> that Shocker's front in this is a research facility that has in a, on a big old sign, we buy dogs and cats. They don't say what they use for it. They say, just say, we buy dogs and cats. And there are people who are actually taking them up on this offer. It's such a weird, this it is- It doesn't take a genius <laughs> to figure out what they're gonna do. Like, okay. even if they weren't an evil Nazi offshoot organization that, like, transforms people into evil cyborgs, that's, you still know that whatever this gr this company or people are doing to these animals is not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, and will someone please, please tell me, was this ever at a point at any, anywhere in the world, was this a thing? Because did labs seriously say, Bring us Fido if you don't want him anymore so that we can conduct experiments on him and make him into Frankenweenie. I mean, is this a thing? Because this is horrible. Why? Why would you? How do you, how do you as a parent explain this to your children who are like, where's dummy or you know, Fido or whatever? And you just say, oh, he ran away or we gave him to new owners. I mean, why? If you're a parent and you do this, you, you need to have your parenting license revoked. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, this is such a crazy episode. Um, what's crazy is while you were talking, Daisy just tried to jump back up on my desk and hit the desk and fell because she couldn't jump all. She didn't jump all the way. So she just kind of hit the desk and then landed back on onto the floor. Oh, what? what? What's wrong with you, cat? Speaking of of pets, I just wow. <laughs> so um, I, I have no know who I hate more: Shocker, or the people who sold their animals that then were used 
to give us Cobra Man 2.0. Now but with they, a bigger but, hood. <laughs> but they also they also apparently some people were kidnapping uh animals too because the police officer and his son who are kind of like your our main side characters in this episode and yeah in this episode uh they didn't intentionally give up their dog their dog just goes missing so uh, what what even is going on in this episode yeah i mean we've had a great couple of episodes before this and now we're cranking up the weirdness i'm just saying yes yes um you mentioned cobra man now with the bigger hood he looks like mickey mouse uh, <laughs> and there's even a point where you could tell that that part of the costume is not fully attached probably so that the prop can expand a little bit like an actual cobra hood because when he's fighting kr at the end it kind of falls off a little bit but not quite yeah <laughs> My favorite part about his big hood, his new bigger hood that expands, is it also kind of wiggles. Uh, <laughs> so it just looks like it's these. It looks like Mickey Mouse with these big ears just wiggling. <laughs> yes, and then this isn't this is an upgraded <laughs> Cobra Man because now he's like ninety plus percent of seventies Ultra Kaiju. He breathes fire now because. Yeah. <laughs> i've been going through a lot of 70s ultra series and almost all of the breathe fire it's like somebody at super Riot just like hey we got a flamethrower prop just put it on every suit <laughs> i mean why because. not you've got a flamethrower yeah. <laughs> and then we have oh good lord the scene where where Ritsuko has these two guys, I think they're just supposed to be reporters trying to figure out, trying to infiltrate Shocker, and she's got them tied at a no, stake. No, one of them is the police officer. Oh, one's a police officer, that's right. Yeah, one is the police officer, the dad of the kid, and then they have him tied to a stake, and yes, they burned a man at the stake with the flamethrower. Uh... For kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Burned alive. For the kids. Dra draining pets of their blood and burning a man at the stake. Uh, for kids. <laughs> um, yes. But yes, yes. Then the best part of the whole thing. Go ahead, Nathan. Explain the best part of the whole uh, thing. I, was, Cobra Man misses with a flamethrower. Yeah. How do you miss with a like he he torches the first guy but mm -hmm. then we get guest star immunity it's not main character immunity. it's not quite as good as main character immunity you get guest star immunity and he somehow doesn't get a direct hit on this guy so he doesn't quite die he takes right. damage but he doesn't quite die i'm like you have a flamethrower that a flamethrower is a textbook definition of spray and pray. How do you miss with a flamethrower? So apparently Cobra Man is more powerful, but less competent. I, <laughs> I don't understand. Yes. My favorite part of the fight between Common Rider and Cobra Man in this episode is that uh, again, we see Takeshi, uh, common writer, using his brains instead of just his powers. He actually lures Cobra Man into burning part of Cruella de Shocker. <laughs> and she freaks out over it, too. Yeah, well, I mean, he scarred her face, so... Because <laughs> then in the next scene, she's got a whip out and she's whipping him. It's like, how dare you do this to my face? And then the the commander of shocker just says oh you're no longer useful cobra man killer <laughs> yeah yeah and now suddenly she can't hurt cobra man anymore and cobra man is just okay <laughs> yeah okay if i was the head of shocker uh first off i'd stop trying to steal all the gold in the world because that's that that's just <laughs> a notice that they, did you notice they downgraded uh, even if they apparently if they're robbing all the gold reserves in the world it's still only worth billions not trillions so apparently the nazis managed to gather more wealth than the whole rest of the world's gold supply uh but no i found if, if i was the head of shocker i would have 
picked this. I would have I would have kept Cruella and gotten rid of Cobra Man because Cobra Man obviously has lost something after dying and coming back and being revived. Like they're like his brains. <laughs> not all like, the brain cells came back. I think. Yeah, all, not all the brain cells got revived there. Um, it, whereas she obviously has a plan and is is a lot more evil and stuff. So I would have kept her around and probably gotten rid of Cobra Man, but that's just oh, me. No. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have had her funny little, you know, KR trademark death scene where she turned into Ash, but the Ash had a little cape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of blows so away. Superman torches her, but it doesn't burn her cape. So apparently the cape is flame retardant, but she is not. <laughs> right. Exactly. Which is uh, the question. Why didn't she just wrap up with the cape? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I I do want to point out something that I do really like uh, in this in this episode, and that is um, or not not necessarily that I like, but just something that's interesting. So Cobra Man is even though he his suit is probably not the best suit design that we've seen so far i still hold to the fact that uh chameleon man is the best one we've had so far um mm-hmm. he's not the best villain he's not the most menacing villain he got chased away by a dog in the last episode <laughs> but he is but then dies the next day so apparently just seeing cobra man kills you right he is a standout villain though in that he is the first to be revived and that is something Mm -hmm. that happens to more villains down the road and later in later episodes and in later series so uh so this is a this is this begins a trend in the common writer series so even though cobra man is not the most exciting villain he is a standout villain and starts a trend yes he does and subtly a thought occurred to me do you think cobra man inspired serpentor and gi joe Maybe, <laughs> maybe I, 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 Serpentor is so great. He's, I love some Serpentor. Oh, Serpentor is great. But, uh, one more question I had, oh, not question, but one more little note here I had written down. Is it just me or does, uh, this week's common Kenny seem surprisingly calm when talking about a monster eating his father? Yeah, I, I think he was more worried about the dog. Then he was the, the his dad. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. Dad, dog, dad, dog, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do really like the whole, let's go back to the whole thing of like, there's a line of people out, out, outside the door of this place that's bringing cats and dogs, you know, to, to sell to this place. They walk inside, they open the door, Lurch, Lurch lets them in the building, then they take the dog, and then pop, pop him on the back of the head, and then drag them off to be experimented on by Shocker. Then Lurch goes back to the door, opens up, next. Like, you didn't see the guy in front of you leave. Don't you have suspicions on this? these people who are buying animals from you and also now everyone who walks through that door doesn't come out? <laughs> this is why the Shocker goons are incredibly incompetent because Shocker keeps recruiting, air quotes up to the mic like Luke Giaconetti, recruiting the dumb people <laughs> yeah the dumbest people the dumbest people they get and they get them to be a part of this thing it, it's so i mean i they're incompetent i mean it they're so incompetent you can tell that sometimes their punches and kicks don't quite land on common rider i'm just <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh this being a tokusatsu show and tokusatsu being uh the japanese word for special effects or special filmmaking um I do want to point out, though, when we get to the ship that's supposed to be attacked and have the gold on it, uh, when that ship explodes mm-hmm. and then sinks into the ocean, that's a pretty good practical effect there. I was. I was actually surprised. I was not expecting to see any miniature work in this. Yeah, 
yeah that, that, that was me too i was like when i when i watched this for the first time i was like oh yeah that, that's really neat because we don't expect to see miniatures in this because they've been doing so many you know other you know camera tricks and stuff mm -hmm. not really building miniatures but they they actually did that for mm -hmm. this one that was really good um <laughs> must have had a little extra money in the special effects budget that week yeah yeah i also like also, go ahead I was just say also another nice little spin on what we've normally seen, normally been seeing. This quarry had a lake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they moved quarries. <laughs> yeah, they moved quarries, and this one had a lake, so Kamen Rider could knock Shocker goons into water because that always looks cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the Shocker goons still explode like they did from the last episode. <laughs> Apparently, they're water soluble. So, yep, yep, they're made of sodium. You throw them in the water, and they, you know, instant explosion, just add water, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else that just I, I, I like to point out these little things because I am the person who knows Common Rider more because you're still kind of you know, the noob mm -hmm. to Common Rider. Um, yeah. so I like to point out these things, but uh, th this is the first episode where we get Takeshi, Common Rider, trying to work with the police, sort of. Uh, you know, Takeshi goes to try to warn the police officer that, hey, we've got, you know, we've got a, an evil organization that's coming to attack and try to, you know, steal the gold and take over the world. And the police officer's like, what are you talking about? Which is such a such an understandable reaction. <laughs> like, yeah, what? Obviously, uh, all of this stuff is not quite public knowledge yet. But I always laugh at these shows like this or basically anything that's a superhero based when the immediate reaction that people have to stuff like this is that they don't believe it i'm like come on did you forget what universe you're in you should at least take this seriously maybe you have a little bit of doubt because people uh -huh. can still make up stories with stuff that's actually real but <laughs> yeah but to be fair how much of what shocker has done so far has been something that could easily be alerted to like you know like in the news or whatever like that like they did the earthquake oh, yeah. machine but the but that was kind of all in secret uh the only thing i can think of that they've done so publicly that that would have you know people would have been like okay who's behind all this is trying to steal the gold in the last episode uh because you would think some yeah. of those security guards would have been like hey uh so by the way there was a big snake man who was here I don't know if you want to kind of look into that, maybe. <laughs> now I'm thinking of Mega Man again, because there's a Snake Man boss in yeah. Mega Man 3. <laughs> He's actually one of the coolest looking bosses, too. But uh, what I was going to say is, uh, so we do get to see uh, Takeshi kind of interacting with the police and trying to get the police to help, you know, stop and, you know, and everything. And it doesn't really work this time around, but that does come back later in this show but also later in other series other common writer series there's other common writer series where the main writer works very closely with the police sometimes they are a police officer um but yeah the oh. police force actually especially in the heisei era the early heisei era of um of common writer the police actually become a major part of the show uh, and of the of the hmm. series uh, the, there uh, in in Kuga, Agito, even in W, uh, there's there's a lot of interactions with police officers and some of the police officers even become common writers, like I said. So. Uh, so, yeah, that wow. was just something like I said, it, I like to point out those connections to future series because I am the person who has more knowledge about common writer. <laughs> yeah. Educating us all, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into our awards for this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to start off with uh, the Henshin Kick Award, which is uh, our award for the best stunt work in the episodes that we're talking about this week. So, Nathan, what is your favorite Henshin Kick or favorite stunt? I went with the Raida Thrall uh, against <laughs> Cobra Man in episode 10 because the editing was kind of nutty and Cobra Man exploded in the water. Apparently anything that gets Raida thrown is going to explode on impact. Well, especially I mean, when you add water. Anytime 
the common writer does something that's writer blank you can imagine that he's gonna either you're gonna either explode or or dissolve away <laughs> apparently he doesn't have a ride up punch yet i'm waiting for ride up punch yeah ride up punch uh maybe that just that's just me thinking of uh falcon punch <laughs> uh so my favorite uh kind of stunt scene this week my henshin kick is uh tachibana's action entrance and fight scene uh, i mentioned it earlier i love seeing uh tobe tachibana take on a more active role than just i mean we've seen it we've seen him take on more more of a role in other episodes but this is where he's actually in on the action and actually gets his hands dirty fighting mm-hmm. off the the shocker goons and i think that's great i again love the actor love the character everything that tachibana is involved in uh, you know which that's the character's name is tachibana but but everything that he's involved in i love and i just i i I love that he continues on in future series, even even in series where the the common writer, this common writer Takeshi doesn't show up, Tachibana shows up. So it's 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 great that he becomes like a legacy character. Mm-hmm. The legacy characters are fun. All right, so now talking Toku, talking Toku. That's our. Uh, that's our best special effects uh, because tokusatsu, like we said, means special effects. And this is a special effects show. So, Nathan, what is your best special effects this week? Well, it's something we've talked about a little bit already. And I'm kind of giving it as a most improved, I guess you could say, word, which is the improved <laughs> dissolving effect because they edited it better. So now yeah. it doesn't it's not nearly as obvious how they made it. Yeah, I, I I like the dissolving effects. I like the the foaming effects. I think they're great, and I think it was a uh, it adds to the the horrorness of it when they're not just being shot and killed or being stabbed and killed, but they're actually like dissolving away. You know, it's 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 such a such a interesting kind of more horror element to the show. Yeah, mine was uh, Cobra Man has a flamethrower now. <laughs> like, and you can see the nozzle pop out of his mouth too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the nozzle pops out of his mouth, and he just flamethrowers everything. We've already talked about it, but I do love that. Just amping it up to another level of seeing that included in this you know in, in, in a show that that we've talked about had a shoestring budget especially early on to include fire and flame stunts that was a big mm-hmm. that's a big deal and to put that in there like uh, they they were re- very brave in doing it <laughs> and then next up we have coming at you yeah, so this is our our favorite uh our favorite line of dialogue, our favorite action line or whatever from the episode. So Nathan, what is your favorite line of dialogue? <laughs> We've kind of talked about it a little bit. It's from Takahiko, the common Kenny uh, for this week. It just sounds so funny out of context. It's still funny. It's still a little bit funny even in context. But it was uh common writer beat the guy who killed dummy. <laughs> yeah it's great it's great (laughs) um mine is yeah, now I mentioned, I think I mentioned last, in the last episode, in last week's episode, that uh, that I, I've picked out these ones that are kind of like, yeah, and, or kind of, huh, like, duh. <laughs> um, and so this one comes from, this one comes from my favorite character, uh, Tobe Tachibana. Uh, and he says, if they're targeting gold in various countries, they must be trying to take over the world. Like, of course. Uh, of course because yeah why not it's such a weird leap in logic and it's also something is it's all it's a weird leap leap in logic to make with just that one piece of evidence but also given that he's already interacted with this this organization before he already knows they're trying to take over the world so i don't get why that line exists It's both weird and kind of obvious all at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now we get to your favorite, uh, your favorite <laughs> award, which is 
What the Hinchin? <laughs> WTH. Although, admittedly, after it's hard to top last week's. I have oh, to yeah. Say. <laughs> Very hard to tap, top it's last week. It's hard to top. Scooter, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this week we've already talked about it a little bit the tornado warp as i initially wrote it down but it's actually digging that cobra man does in episode nine <laughs> he just spins and digs yep yep just turns into a big corkscrew and just and, and commentary is just sitting there looking at him like it's just spinning like a top and it's like okay let's see where this goes <laughs> he's also probably thinking He's also probably thinking, what the henshin? <laughs> yeah, what the henshin? <laughs> um, my what the henshin uh, award uh, nominee goes to Snake Armstrong, uh, is what I call it. Be- <laughs> when, when Cobra Man multiple times stretches his snake arm out to wrap around someone and strangle them. It's such a silly looking effect. It's so goofy, especially when you realize that he can shoot acid out of the mouth of that snake. Why are you strangling someone with it? <laughs> you would think that he would spit the acid from his actual mouth and not the snake head. I, and now I'm suddenly wondering if he's kind of like, if he has a relationship with the snake hand, that's kind of like Megatron and beast wars where he'll, he'll pet his T-Rex head arm, you know, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe the head know. has, its, has feelings. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't really feel like spitting acid this time. Maybe we can just kind of, you know, strangle them a bit. Okay, we'll let you do it. <laughs> it probably has the personality of a cat. You know, sometimes it's it's happy to spray acid and murder people, and other times it's like, I feel like constricting today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, where's this boy? I, we always crack jokes about how toyetic some of these tokusatsu shows are. Where's the the Snake Armstrong toy? This is just waiting to be made. Yeah, just saying. Give yeah. the Cobra Man action figure with a with. The problem is that it would only be one stretchy arm. But right, it's <laughs> just know? one stretchy. That's a, that's another reason why I think it's so goofy because it is just the one arm. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh man. Well. <laughs> I think that oh, yeah. brings us to our minute to hinge in it. All right. Who wants to go first? <laughs> uh, I went first last time, so you can go first this time. All right. In three, two, one, go. So this pair was quite nutty uh, we thought about actually titling this episode kind of like episodes of friends the one with cobra man or the one about cobra man and well i agree with you cobra man is not quite as good as chameleon man nor is he quite as oh, ridiculously gaudy as b woman but he was a good villain of the week. He sets a new precedent because now I am learning that there will be other resurrected villains. Cause I'm thinking, how are you going to keep coming up with villains of the week when this is 98 episodes? So sounds like I got a lot of exciting things to look forward to. And hopefully they won't be quite as incompetent and nearly as bad of a shot with a flamethrower. Just saying. <laughs> got five seconds left i'm just gonna bank it or uh i'll just in come in the right. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right yeah i'm ready closing thoughts okay in three two one go so yeah this show continues to walk the line of action adventure and complete horror and that's what i love about this show uh is that it's completely different tone than other tokusatsu shows you know than what you might get from ultraman from from uh, super sentai uh i mean draining animals of their blood burning a man alive these are pushing the envelope of what we might consider acceptable to kids um but you know that's like i said that's what i enjoy about the show it's unique when you compare it to other tokusatsu shows of the time period. And I just, that's what makes it fun. 
and I'm going to finish off my seconds with Kamen Rider, Kamen Rider, Kamen. Why did you sell your dog to an evil organization? <laughs> this is unforgivable. Kill <laughs> <laughs> all the humans you want, but the dog? Nobody touches the dog. Haven't you seen John Wick? Nobody touches. Oh, man. Can you imagine what would have happened if... <laughs> If Cobra, uh, if Cobra Man killed John Wick's dog, Common <laughs> Rider just went, uh, I'm going to go on vacation for a couple of days. And uh, when I come back, I don't think there's going to be anything left of Shocker. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or, or can you imagine what would happen if John Wick became a Common Rider? Good Lord. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. Although Keanu Reeves would be up there on my and wouldn't be my first pick but would be up there on my list of actors to play a live action uh well live action but uh, uh an american adaptation of a common writer Ooh, that would be amazing that would yeah. be amazing we should have a, a quick little conversation sometime on the show about who would be maybe like your top three picks to be in a big budget hollywood common writer movie that'd be cool yeah yeah Thank you for listening to the Henshin Men, a Tokusatsu Appreciation Podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on Kaiju Weekly Pod on the Kaiju Weekly Podcast. Sorry, I got tongue-tied there for a second. And listen to more of Nathan <laughs> on the Monster Island Film Vault. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes because it really, really helps us uh, reach more audiences. And don't be like the one random guy who we've only put out a few episodes and already gave us a one star. Like, come on, dude. Come on. Anyway, uh, so yeah, until next time, what are we going to say, Nathan? Who wants to go with me to the Hinch and Lizzie concert? I don't get that joke. What is that? Thin Lizzie. It's a band. Oh, Thin Lizzie. Okay. I was like, what is that reference to? <laughs> Thin Lizzie. Thin Lizzie. Okay. We're, we're done. <laughs>